0: That's super tramp there and logical song. I am welcoming back to the studio Max Haft, who has done a section on the breakfast show many years, uh, called the Offbeat, and now it's time to welcome this back. It's been we've had a gap, haven't we? What happened? There was a pandemic or something.
1: I think there was a pandemic. Yeah, I think there was something. <laughs> yeah, like that. It that, was uh,
0: years inf- ago, interfered. huh? Um, so tell me, the way that I sort of describe the Offbeat is that it's a show where we talk about music that we just otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to play on wrs we're talking about very non-commercial music how are you this is your baby this is your segment this is your thing how do you describe the tracks that you find and and what we're doing today max
1: yeah let's just say that um it's probably music that one would find on the offbeaten path mm-hmm so to speak, um, it's not going to be your typical. I'm not going to be here talking about Taylor Swift or Beyonce or Justin Timberlake, who, in their right, you know, in the uh, context, in the context, they're absolutely wonderful. And I also have a deep appreciation for uh-huh. big stars like that. But just considering my background as a as a violinist, and I am playing in Contrashaw and Ensemble Proton here in Switzerland, which are sort of. New music, contemporary music ensembles that specialize more in kind of unusual music, let's just say. Like maybe more avant-garde <laughs> music, maybe a more atonal music. Yeah. I have an affinity, of course, for this kind of music that's, let's just say, a little bit unusual. And in, we're going to hear way. some of it. But, but that... Let's just say this: the full spectrum of that does include hip-hop. It does include jazz and improvised music. It does include pop music and folk music. And it does also include naturally classical music. So I really try to incorporate a whole breadth of genres that could identify with virtually anyone. Um, it's just maybe a little bit more lesser known than...
0: Uh, That's it, because this stuff really gets into, let's say, the charts... Right. It's, it's not a chart hit. It's
1: not; these are not chart hits so, necessarily. They well, could become chart hits. Maybe it's also like a younger artist that is like blossoming, that's mm-hmm. going to become very well known. Mm-hmm. So it's also that's kind of my approach as well is like finding new artists that have, at, at least for me, that are really interesting, that bring something new to the table. Whether it's electronics, whether it's uh, whether it's singer songwriter. There's a whole. Gamut of things that I look for when I bring an artist to the offbeat.
0: With that in mind, who's the first artist that we're going to look at today, Matt? Well, we're
1: we're we're going old. We're uh we're going okay. So this guy's name is Jordi Saval, and he's a, a viola da gamba player. So uh, this is we're 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 sticking to some classical roots here, and we're going to more like Renaissance music. And um, he's a pillar in in old music and he's someone who's been around for many 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 years and uh let's let's have a listen
0: all right let's have a little listen once again what's this guy's name Jordi Savall Jordi
1: Savall Jordi
0: Savall let's have a listen Whilst we listen to Jordi Savall there in the background, what what instruments are we actually listening to? What's he playing on stage? So
1: he's so he's a viola da gamba player. So okay, viola da gamba. Let's just imagine it's like an older cello. It's like what you play. You, you, you sort of play it between your legs, and you have a bow, and so you play it like a cello, but it has a it has a really resonant quality to it. And then so there's obviously other musicians on stage. There's someone playing I clearly like some sort of drum and then uh there's some lute players um and actually as it's as it is he's playing with a lute player which is like okay a lute i have to explain these things of course a lute is like a old guitar like it's something that you strum so just imagine like you know the 13th 14th century um we we don't have those particular i mean we have those instruments now but like those were sort of instruments that were being developed into what is now known as the modern day cello or the modern day guitar. Mm. So the thing I really find interesting about his music is that like he employs older instruments, but he uses them sometimes in a modern context, which is what kind of you're hearing now. It's like super dancey. It's a, it's actually called a folio, which is like an older, like 15th century um, uh, Spanish dance that's like now, um, yeah. I mean, it's like it's totally translatable to the music that you hear today, which I find really interesting. So it's like this, this weird dichotomy of old instruments being used for kind of a newer context.
0: Okay, where and when can we see him? Because he is performing live coming up. Very yes,
1: soon. he's playing in Biel at the Église de Pasquart. Um, which is part of this board concert series, and he's playing on the nineteenth of November, which at, is uh, Sunday. Which is Sunday at five o'clock.
0: A week on Sunday. It was a very reasonable time for a Sunday evening.
1: Perfect time, <laughs> five p.m. You know, if you have kids, just you can take them to this concert. It's a very family friend, uh, family friendly concert. So yes, five o'clock november 19th
0: before we move on what do you think is the appeal of doing something of of using these very old and probably quite inconvenient instruments what is the appeal of it it's very difficult for example if you are playing these instruments like a lute and you break a string it's probably not very easy to find a replacement you know what is the appeal to musicians you're a musician tell me of of playing something that is a hugely inconvenient instrument
1: well i mean i'm Maybe in a certain context it's inconvenient. I think in other ways it's not. Um, I think I think there is a there's a reason why you know there's such a history, there's such a rich history with these particular kinds of instruments, and there's a particular sound that you might not get in, in, in another instrument. So like mm-hmm. you know, yes, now we live in the electronic age, and a lot of things can be reproduced digitally, but like we don't go to a concert to see someone press a button on a computer to reproduce a sound that's super boring right like we want to see someone play an instrument with with mastery right that to, to me at least is like the really the, the beautiful thing about going to a concert is that you see a master who's learned something that even if you know you you could try to reproduce it digitally but like what's where well, there's no fun in that there's no fun in watching someone do that, so like that's what I find I don't know about like particularly older instruments um, is seeing them being used in a newer context and seeing them seeing them sort of go out of that context is really interesting.
0: As a violinist, have you ever played whatever the, the sort of ancestor of the violin was, what was that instrument? Oh
1: yeah, like a viol. Oh, is it just a viol?: It's a veal, but like uh, no, I find that incredibly intimidating) <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stay tuned. We'll be back with Max talking about some more concerts coming up. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. It's The Offbeat with Max Haft here finding music for us that is very much on The Offbeat. And, uh, Max, you've got another find for us. What are we about to talk about? Because I've listened to this track that you have sent and I want to know more about what's going on.
1: Yeah, this is... um... This is Ute Wavaserman. Um, she is a vocalist um, who sings sort of, her singing sort of transcends the human voice, let's just say. I, I don't want to say much more because I think her singing uh, speaks for itself.
0: Max, when I listen to Ute Wasserman, I'm thinking that she's replicating bird song, something like that. That's what this is making me think of. And I picture her out in some sort of wilderness somewhere, maybe in an Amazon rainforest or something like that, you know, like sort of imitating incredible bird song. Uh, I was surprised to learn she's German. I don't know why. <laughs> that's not where I pictured her, you know?
1: Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, she, that's kind of her thing. She sort of oscillates her voice between sort of electronic and animalistic, um, inorganic and human qualities. So she, you hear the, like this breadth of, wait, is that a person singing? Or is that an animal? Or is that electronic? She's really fascinated with sort of manipulating her voice in a way that sound doesn't sound human. And Agreed. I I've, I find that unbelievably fascinating, you know, that like the human voice which has been obviously been developing for thousands and thousands of years, here you have someone who's like trying to sound not human, at least in a in a musical context.
0: How on earth is her journey happened like how is how has she come to who she is touring around singing these songs because it's a it's not a conventional path is it how do you get your voice to do this sort of thing well and how do the neighbors feel about it
1: i believe she's (laughs) in her 60s now so she is kind of uh she's been doing this for a while she went to the uc uh uc san diego um and studied singing there um but a lot of her sort of work has been done on her own i mean she's cultivated this herself she had she didn't necessarily learn it from someone else mm. this is something that she cultivated on her own and i find that really really unbelievably respectful for someone who sort of comes up with a new technique in singing you know and now she's let's just say revolutionizing the way maybe singers think about singing or at least who want to go in more sort of improvisatory uh, ele- experimental music um she's now and, and but actually in general i mean you can you could maybe even hear this as a as a as a like a sort of backing track, you know, in a in a pop song, for for example. I mean, obviously, in a very you know, dampered way, but. Uh,
0: mm. Or I can imagine it in a a computer game or something. I I don't know. You're right, though. It's got that real sort of blend of what's techno techno or electronic and and animal. And it's coming out of a a human's vocal cords. Um, When you talked about the school that she went to, I sort of imagined for a moment the audition that she may have had. And and I wonder if you went to a, a music school as someone that's been through that whole experience, Max, and you were like, I've got a new technique for playing xyz instrument would they say absolutely not you have to learn the classic classical way first
1: yeah that's that's always up for debate i mean i think um that's more of a question for sort of music institutions these days i think there are a lot of music institutions that are sort of broadening their horizons uh, i teach adjunct here in Geneva, um, at the Othecol de Musique. And I know that for example, they're really broadening their horizons. I know some other schools as well. Um, but you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about being a musician and a solo musician in that context is that, you know, you kind of have to create your own thing. If that's, you know, if that's the what you see your career developing as like for her, like it's all about being a solo musician, Right. But like mm-hmm. the vast majority of musicians, let's just say either want to play in a band or they want to play in an orchestra or they want to sort of do like DJ stuff and like become their own sort of producer. So, you know, uh, with, in with, if you look at her as an example, she's a definitely a minority. Um, but yeah, I mean, still uh, you have to give her credit for, for, for sounding like a, like a, a, a crazy animal in the Amazon forest a
0: hundred percent i 'm just going to play her once more as you tell us whereabouts we oh. can actually see her um, i 'll just remind you it 's on the twenty fourth of November it 's a Friday I know it 's in geneva somewhere where where is it
1: it 's at uh, the cavedo cave twelve which is uh, which is kind of in the grotte uh, district of, of Geneva. Um, it's going to be a, just a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, it's, it's, she doesn't play so often these days, So, and I doubt she's going to be coming to Geneva anytime soon after this. So um, she's really someone who kind of is a recluse person, and then she'll pop out every now and again and, and give a show. So...
0: Amazing, cave12.org is where you can get your tickets for that one. There'll be a couple of other artists as well performing that same evening, so a good opportunity to discover. Max, I hope we get to hear some of you at some point playing the violin on the offbeat, but we much appreciate you coming in with some of the very different tracks that you have found for us and the gigs that you've got coming up for us on the offbeat. Thanks, Max.
1: Thanks a lot.